Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in, Tuesday edition of the program, and for the first time since late March, from an IU perspective, we can say it is game day. The Hoosiers will play host to Eastern Michigan tonight, of course. Not only is it the opening season game for IU, but the opening game of Mike Woodson's career. Uh, I know lots of excitement around the program right now. And again, tonight's game isn't expected to be any much of a competition, but just a chance to see this team, and maybe more importantly for fans, they want to see Coach Woodson and what he's all about and get a chance to see the offense, the defense, the style, uh, his overreaching uh, viewpoints he's going to bring to this program. And so tonight it all gets underway. The Woodson era is uh, going to get started at Assembly Hall, and that is exciting to talk about. Of course, this week as well, high school basketball boys practices officially began on Monday, and we're in week two heading into some Tuesday night girls games tonight as well. So plenty of basketball going on, and we are entering, as I always say, just a great, great, great time of the year. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today. A very busy hour here each day. The uh, show lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one coming up here in just a few moments. We'll be joined by Andrew Grants, the head coach of Jeffersonville. You know, we began last week our boys' basketball previews. Uh, we'll be talking with every coach in the area between now and tip-off of the first games coming up in just a few weeks from now, and some of the top players as well. And Coach Grants will join us here in moments to talk about the Red Devils, who should have a really, really good team this season. Lots of talent uh, in, in the upper classes, but a lot of young talent in the Jeff program as well. We'll discuss that with Coach Grants when he joins us here very shortly. Also, later on, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will be with me. Uh, we'll preview the Eastern Michigan game tonight. And then Mike Pegram of Pigs.com will stop by in segment three. We'll get into a little football with Mike, but you know what? It's the opening day of college basketball. There's Lots of excitement about IU and the the college hoops game overall getting started tonight. So we're going to talk college basketball basically the rest of the way once we speak with Coach Grants here uh, just to kind of celebrate the day. That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals that are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And a reminder, uh, love to hear from you. The Thornton's text line always open here on the show, 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. You can send your questions, your comments, anything you want about IU, local sports, uh, question about the Red Devils, whatever it might be, 502-414-1450. And you can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every single day. All right, let's go to the phone line. Our first of three guests today 
Andrew Grants, the head coach of the Jeffersonville Red Devils. Uh, this is year two for Coach Grants at Jeffersonville. And, Coach, we've had you on a few times in the offseason, so it should come as no surprise to listeners that this is the Jeffersonville team you and the community are very, very excited about. Yeah, absolutely. We are excited. We've uh, we've got a lot of work of ahead of us still, um, but we like the uh, the pieces there, and uh, we were very serious this off season in the weight room, and and saw our guys, every one of our players, make some major gains in the weight room, and I uh, was very very excited about that. We actually did our our max outs uh, last week to kind of see how much they've gained. Our biggest gain was actually Brandon Razor Moore. He he added fifty pounds to his uh, his bench max, and. Uh, so, so the, the commitment in the weight room in the offseason I was very pleased with. So um, it's nice now to be able to, to spend some more time on the court and uh, get to grow in that area. And uh, still a lot of work ahead of us, but excited about uh, their commitment so far and, and looking forward to uh, it continuing. Coach Grants, you've coached a lot of teams at the high school level. You've been at the college level as well. But you've got to be confident about this team and what they have the capabilities to do because when you've got upperclassmen, guys that are experienced like Will Lovings-Watts, who recently committed to D1 Drake in Iowa, Brandon Razor-Moore, who's being recruited by mid-major Division I programs as well, and Kobe Studemeyer, who's a very solid guard that's going to play at the college level at some level, uh, those three alone would give, I think, any coach in the state, in the country, confidence of what maybe they could get done this season. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys set the tone for us. They have to be the leaders. And, uh, you know, we were just talking yesterday was our first practice, and last year's team was just a very, very quiet team, and it took a lot uh, to get us to be more vocal and uh, just open up and, and, and communicate more on the court, off the court, all those things. And uh, we kind of grew in that last year and still weren't necessarily where we wanted to be, uh, even through the end of the season. Um, but where we're starting now uh, and what they've done in the off season, and just uh, being able to hold each other accountable, uh, communicate on and off the floor with one another. That area uh, has really changed, and it's been those three uh, that kind of set the tone for that and have helped change that. And like I said, we still have a long way to go and a lot of improvement to be made, but where we're starting as far as, you know, with their leadership and their communication, uh, I've been very pleased with it uh, just after one day of practice. All right, Coach, Loving's Watts to Drake. That's a really solid mid-major program. And uh, talk about that. Also, Razor Moore, where's he hearing from? Uh, what schools are interested in him as the season's mm -hmm. getting ready to get underway? Yeah, most recently for Razor Moore, uh, we had Northern Kentucky uh, come to a practice. Uh, Bellarmine came to a practice. Miami of Ohio. Uh, so he's here, hearing from them. I uh, was very excited for uh, for Will to uh, to be committed to Drake. I know that's a great program there. Um, the coaching staff there is going to really take care of him, uh, take care of him off the court as well as on the court. So uh, I think he has a very bright future there and is a good situation for him to grow as a player and a person. And, uh, Coach, I'm going to ask you about a few other guys from last year that uh, kind of struck a chord with me. You see them, they're younger, they're getting some opportunities with your varsity team. I think occasionally Monty McGee got an opportunity to start, especially early on last year. But he's someone that has some size and with some development looked like he could really turn in to a key player for your team. Also, Caleb Thomas, he didn't see a lot of varsity action last year, but I noticed in summer league basketball he seemed to really – step his game up so those are two new names I think we're expecting to come into the fold this season for your team yeah Caleb had a uh, tremendous offseason just grew in his confidence uh, he's really been shooting the ball well uh, good quick player smart player uh, very excited about uh, what he's brought to the team and just his development in the offseason 
um, not so much from a skill standpoint, but a confidence standpoint. Uh, and then Monty McGee for us, you know, last year he, he started quite a bit and he actually had to be uh, quarantined at one point and, and missed kind of when we were going on our stretch. Um, you know, just, just the timing of it wasn't, wasn't great at all. Uh, but, man, he is really, you know, just understanding his role of being uh, a guy that can rebound for us. If he can't rebound, just tipping it out, keeping possessions alive for us. He's always the first one on the floor for loose balls. Um, you know, he he's, leads our team in charges. Actually, matter of fact, in practice yesterday, uh, he was on a skins team, and there was a loose ball at half court, and, man, he just totally laid out for it. I mean, his, his whole chest and stomach and everything was just skinned up. But he's the type of player that's willing to lay his body on the line and do that to sacrifice for his team to make those little extra things uh, happen for us. So when you have guys like Brandon, Will, and Kobe, uh, to have a player like uh, Monty that gets those guys extra possessions and extra shots and makes those hustle plays, it enhances those three. It enhances their game. And I think those three understand that, and, and they understand how big of a role that uh, those little things play in, in their success. We're talking with Andrew Grant's head coach at Jeffersonville as we preview the Red Devils for the 21-22 high school basketball season here in southern Indiana. You know, I know we've talked about five names individually so far, and I know there's plenty of other individuals we could talk about the rest of this interview, but I think in addition to some of those guys, uh, you you also have a lot of what I call young talent moving through the program right now, mm-hmm. whether that's at the freshman or sophomore level. Uh, very crowded right now as far as trying to find a a starting spot, maybe a role off the bench on the varsity squad. You, you're going to have a lot of faces this year to evaluate. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love our young group, um, both our, our sophomore and our freshman. They they do a, a great job. Um, you know, very skilled, fundamental players, tough-nosed players. Uh, I'm excited about the future that, that they have. Uh, what's great about it is that those guys have to go against a very good senior and junior group every single day in practice. Uh, and that's what we want to have in this program, and that's, you know, where we feel that, um, you know, building this program up into what it can become is, is you want to have those young players that are talented, that are excited to be here, but also um, that hopefully they're every day in practice what they're going against is going to be much, much more difficult uh, than what they're going to see in games. And so we, we, want, we want practices to be harder than games. And so that the reps that they're going to get this year, uh, you know, against an older group that, you know, was one sectionals last year and, and has a couple Division One players and, and some other, you know, future college players as well, um, you know, it's just going to make them better players in the long run. Um, you know, and, I, and so I'm very excited about that young group uh, not just from a couple of years from now what they could do, but you know opportunities they may have this year, uh, but then also the experience they're going to get this year with having to really bring it every single day in practice to earn their spot. Coach Grants, I've got to have you comment on your schedule this season. As I look at it in front of me, uh, you guys have a tough go of it. You really are going to challenge this team with lots of different uh, high-quality ball clubs, even right out of the gate. In fact, the first couple months of your season, there aren't many home games at uh, Friendly Johnson Arena for your team. This is going to be a a schedule, I think, that out of the gate sets the tone for what to expect from Jeff Basketball later on. Yeah, our our schedule early on. I mean, it is it is a gauntlet. Um, there was just some things that uh, you know, that not necessarily what I planned or were out of my control uh, with the schedule that played out the way that it played out. But man, you start off, you know, first game you're going to Evansville North. It's got a great opportunity to win their sectional and possible regional opponent. 
uh, and play there. You turn around the next day, you got the Body Armor Classic, uh, you know, which is going to be tough. Then you go to play Silver Creek, who's got an all-state point guard, followed by at Seymour, that's always difficult. And then going to your holiday tournaments where you're back-to-back playing against some of the top teams in the, the city of Louisville. And then the very next week, you go up and play North Central and Pike up in Indy. Uh, then you would think, man, we get a break, but <laughs> we come back and we're uh, – at uh, at New Albany and at Floyd Central the next two weekends. So that is just uh, that's an incredible, incredible start for us. But we want to play the best. We want to make sure that when we get to the postseason that we are prepared, that we've seen everything that we're going to see. Uh, and I really like that that's early on. Um, you know, even last year, you know, we, we struggled early on. And I said last year we were going to have to take our lumps early, being an, a little bit more of an inexperienced team. And, uh, you know, this year it's going to be a challenge early. And we might have some ups and ups and downs early with that schedule. Uh, but what it's going to do is it's going to expose the things that are working well and the things that we need to be better at. So then by hopefully the postseason time, uh, you know, those have been addressed and, and it's putting us in the best possible situation uh, to be able to, to win postseason games and make a run. All right, Coach Grant's college basketball starts tonight. I know we're all excited about that, although your focus uh, will be on the Red Devils. I'm sure you don't get the chance to take in college games as maybe you used to or you would like, but uh, you have had a chance to see some college practices recently. Uh, in fact, you were over at Bellarmine, who opens up on the road at Purdue tonight. Bellarmine has, you want to talk about a tough schedule this season, that the uh, Knights have a gauntlet as well. But uh, you got a chance to check out a couple practices with Coach Davenport. I know that's neat for you, not just as a coach, but because you coached a couple of the Bellarmine Knights that are now playing at the Division One level. Justin Betts, back when you had lots of success at Providence, and of course, most recently, Jalen Fairman, who was a big, big piece to your team when he arrived at uh, the holiday break a year ago. So both of those guys, it looks like doing well, but uh, talk about what you saw there. And I know it's always fun to get out to college practice, especially someone like Coach Davenport. Oh, Coach Davenport does an incredible job. I mean, just the, their practices over there are so well ran. And I mean, it's just a, it's just a well-oiled machine. I mean, they're just, they don't miss a beat. And, and so it, the first, we went twice. I took my coaching staff once, and the second time we took our team over there so they could just see just the communication and the speed they play with and the intensity, and it was great. But being able to see, go over there and see former players, uh, you know, first with Justin, being able to see him, he's, he is the uh, best leader that I've ever coached, and then it's continued over there um, at Bellarmine. I mean, he just uh, nonstop communication the entire time. The energy that he brings to the, to the team is just incredible. And, uh, so, you know, but it's always just good catching up with him. It's just, uh, from a coaching standpoint, that's what really makes coaching special is when you get to go see your former players and just see how much they've grown and, um, you know, what they're accomplishing. And and that's just was, was good for the soul to be able to see that. Uh, and then it was also great to be able to see Jalen, see uh, a red devil over there and, uh, man, just what he's able to do there. And, uh, you know, he's learning their system right now as a freshman and, getting to understand the difference in the speed of the game. And he was able to talk with our guys a little bit and just kind of tell them like, Hey, here's, here's what you all need to know. And this is kind of the difference for, you know, you, you current red devils that want to play at the college level. Um, this is the expectations and this is what you have to do. And uh, you know, these are the things to work on in practice and to understand. So uh, that was great for, for me as a coach to spend time with those guys for our former players to, to see our current players and then our current players to learn from them. Uh, and gain some uh, you know valuable knowledge that they can start applying this season. 
Coach, uh, if anyone wants to get a preview of the Red Devils for this season, you've got your big red-white game scheduled. I believe it's Friday night at Johnson Arena. I know that's fun for players after a lot of practice without any games, uh, which has been the case this fall and, of course, the first week of the uh, official practices. But it gives you a chance to see them in a different setting and, of course, add some competitive juices before getting the season underway. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with it too. So um, we're we're going to call it our night in the inferno, and we're actually bringing in uh, Sounds Unlimited Productions, and we're going to have like a, a light show, and uh, we're going to do like a fog and smoke entrance to have our guys come out. And uh, Alan Muncy at ARC Construction is sponsoring it, and so we're really appreciative of all the help that he's provided for our program. And uh, the girls' program is going to be there. We're going to have a three-point contest between the guys and the girls. Cheerleaders going to be doing a routine. And the biggest thing that we're going to be doing that night that I'm really excited about is, and we didn't get an opportunity last year, was the 50th anniversary of Mike Flynn being named Indiana Mr. Basketball here at Jeff. And because of COVID, we weren't really able to do much. So we're going to honor him that night. He's going to be a special guest coach for that game. And we want to make sure that we recognize him for his contributions uh, here at Jeff High School and, and everything that he's done uh, in his basketball career. So it should be a really fun night. Uh, it's actually it's going to be free for our um, elementary and uh, middle school kids uh, with the paying adults. So we're going to try to get as many of our feeder kids in there as possible. And uh, it's going to be $5 at the door for, for general admission. And uh, just really, really excited. I think it'll be a fun night uh, for everybody involved and just really just a way to kick off the season and, and just get some excitement going, especially off of last year with COVID where we weren't able to have fans in the building. Um, you know, we, we want to re-energize the community uh, who I know is ready to, to see some basketball. Absolutely. Andrew Grants, his ball club opens the season December 3rd down at the University of Southern Indiana. They'll take on Evansville North. That is part of a shootout and uh, a busy, busy schedule coming up for Jeffersonville once the month of December gets here. Coach Grants, thank you so much for the chat, and uh, we'll catch you very soon at a Red Devil game. All right, thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate it. Andrew Grants, the latest local coach to join us as we preview the 21-22 high school basketball season here on the Big X. Don't forget to send a text in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. That is the text line. You can send your questions and comments about the Hoosiers, local sports, and more. We'll get them on the air. We'll be back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. It's college basketball season, and the Hoosiers and Mike Woodson open the year tonight hosting Eastern Michigan. More on that game coming up next this is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And welcome back to our Tuesday program. The Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. And Mike Schumann, he's the publisher of the dailyhoosier.com, joins us right now for the first time in a long time on a game day 
to preview the Hoosiers in Eastern Michigan tonight. And, Mike, yesterday we had a chance to hear from Coach Mike Woodson, and he actually named a starting lineup in advance of tonight's game. Very interesting, uh, just like the Bahamas, just like maybe some of us expected for tonight, uh, three of the five are newcomers, transfers coming into the program. Uh, we'll see what kind of difference that makes this season for IU. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Happy college basketball day to you. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, so three three new guys. Something interesting about them is that they're all all five guys are twenty one or older. You got four twenty two year olds and a twenty three year old. So this is a really veteran crew that that Mike Woodson's going to put out and trust to to at least start the season. I thought I thought it was really interesting that he noted that um, you know that this lineup in particular that he's using is coming with some trade-offs. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if that's exactly how he said it, but uh, I, I think the suggestion there is that you got, you know, he, he wants to make sure that he's got three-point shooters out on the floor on this team, and the two guys I think he trusts the most in that regard are, are Parker Stewart and Miller Cop. I think those are, at the start of the season at least, the guys who appear to be the best three-point shooters on the team, but but he's probably given away a little bit with those two on the defensive end. Um, you know, they're, they're they're both fine defenders. They're they're competent on the defensive end, but I, I think if you if you wanted to put your best defenders out there, you might go with like a Jordan Geronimo in, in the place of Cop and, and maybe Tamar Bates or Trey Galloway at, at that two spot. So it's going to be an interesting kind of dance to see how, how this evolves over the course of the, the next a few weeks and see if that starting lineup actually sticks, especially as Bates gets more healthy. And Mike, let's talk about Eastern Michigan, IU's opponent tonight. Uh, I wish I could say that there was something about the Eastern Michigan roster that stood out to me, uh, that they were going to provide some sort of challenge. And again, we don't know a lot about this Indiana team, but we have some thoughts that they have a chance to be competitive, even right out of the gate under a new coach. I do not get that sense for this Eastern Michigan team. Uh, I think it'll be fun to see Coach Woodson on the court. I think it'll be fun to see some of these new guys and Trace Jackson Davis, and if he's able to do some things different maybe than what he did last year. But not sure this is going to be any kind of challenge for IU tonight. Yeah, I guess the only word of caution I'd say is we probably all thought that four years ago when the Archie Miller era started against Indiana State. I think that Indiana State team was quite a bit better, though, than than Eastern Michigan Fun fact about Eastern Michigan's head coach, Stan Heath, that, that some people may not realize, he was actually the head coach of Kent State in 2002 when IU played them in the Elite Eight. So he's a guy that's been around a while. He's a respected coach, but he's got, I believe, 10 total newcomers on this team. They're, they're ranked number 297, according to, to Ken Palm. Very very guard-oriented. I think the, they're not starting anyone over 6'7", if, if I saw that right. So. Um, I, I think they're going to try to, you know, play up tempo with Indiana if, if they can do that. But but Indiana's a little bit different this year with guys like Xavier Johnson. Uh, that that I don't think you know they're going to get too too uh, bent out of shape by trying to play an up tempo style. In fact, that's what they want to do. So I think Eastern Michigan might play right into their hands. I, I think ultimately this is just going to be a game where. Uh, Indiana's not really threatened, and you probably get to see the the full extent of the the thirteen scholarship guys that are at least the eleven or twelve that are available. 
Mike, I was really excited this year. I think going into the season, probably most excited to see Tamar Bates on the court, see if he could start for Indiana or if he can develop himself into a starter, see what he brings to the team. I also really wanted to see one of my other keys, I think, to these opening games. is How, how does Michael Durr uh, fit in as, as a big, big guy? Is he able to provide some relief for Race Thompson and Trace Jackson Davis in the Indiana front court? And those are the two guys that in Coach Woodson's presser yesterday and then again in his first coaches show uh, with Don Fisher last night, he mentioned that they're making progress, and I think the words he used were, quote, back on the floor, but it doesn't sound like for sure if they're going to be available or see uh, any time tonight because of some uh, issues, whether it be health or maybe specific injuries that they've been facing here in recent weeks. Yeah, I think of the two, the, the the player we're more likely to see tonight is Tamar Bates. I, I, the way I understand that he's going to warm up, and if if that goes well, you should see him give some in, play some limited action tonight. I don't think he's going to get a heavy workload or anything like that, but I do think they liked what they saw from him yesterday, and, and he's got the green light as long as warm ups go okay. So that that'll be an interesting thing to to keep an eye on. I think Durr's been dealing with a longer term uh, knee issue that goes all the way back to the the summer. I I don't think he's going to go tonight, um, but I don't think it's a super long-term situation either. I do think you'll see him, you know, before the end of the month, before big 10 play starts. So that will be a key for Indiana because they really do need that, that kind of depth in their front court that, that, you know, otherwise they really don't have. And you know, was one of the key issues last year as well. So whenever he's back here in the next few weeks, that that'll definitely be a key. Mike, uh, were you surprised yesterday when we heard coach Woodson, uh, a press conference that we carried during the show yesterday live, were you surprised to hear him say that he thought maybe the defense uh, was ahead of the offense? I'm not sure the exact words he used, but basically that's what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, no, not really. He he's been saying that, you know, since really since he took the job. I think that's, you know, he he said from the jump that that's where his focus was going to be. Now, I guess the question is, and maybe we should have done a better job of probing into it yesterday, is just how far the defense continues to to be ahead of the offense. Um, I I think I think they've kind of pivoted over the last six weeks and, you know, really focused on the offensive install. I don't think it's as, as deep as the defensive end, to be honest with you. I think it is going to be more free-flowing, read and react. So it's not like they're running, you know, 95 different set plays that they have to remember. It's going to be more, more motion-oriented, more kind of pass-cut-fill-oriented type stuff that, that players, you know, both enjoy, enjoy playing and can pick up pretty easy. I think it's just going to be one of those things where over the course of the season they'll, they'll add more to it. But I, um, I, I wasn't particularly troubled or, or concerned by the comment. It's, it's pretty consistent, and it'll just be something that I think they add to over the season. One of the interesting things I thought Coach Woodson said yesterday, this came, I believe it was during his coach's show, which is carried each week here on the Big X. Uh, he said they even have Race Thompson stepping out and making some threes these days when he was talking about outside shooting and some players that he hoped could uh, help give the program, the team, a boost in that regard. was kind of surprised to hear him say race. I don't know that we'll see that all the time, but the fact in practice and maybe scrimmages he's been able to step out and knock a few down, that uh, adds, uh, I think, another uh, intricacy or another realm to his game. 
Yeah, it, it really does. It's definitely one of the things here in the, the early games this year that, that I'm really interested in, in watching is, is how he looks different. Because I just don't think that they want to play with Race Thompson with his back to the basket like they did last year. He's certainly capable of doing it. He he, he has a really nice skill set using both hands around the rim, but I think in order to play the style they want to play and create more space for Trace Jackson Davis as well as the the, the shooters on the perimeter, I think it requires Race to step out. So that, that's going to be real interesting to watch. It, he he really did do that. I know it's been a long time ago, but he really did do that in high school and in AAU. So um, it's, it's just a question of whether or not he can kind of regain that confidence in that style of play. All right, Mike, you, you follow this team as close as anyone that joins this program. You were in the Bahamas watching uh, the IU men's basketball team and those two scrimmages there. Uh, you're very thoughtful in what you write about this team. So as we get ready for tonight, for this opening game of the season, whether it's something to do with Coach Woodson and his style or his preferences or whether it's something to do with a specific side area of the game, defense, offense, whatever it may be, or maybe even specific players. When you sit down tonight at Assembly Hall at your seat to watch the game, what are a couple things you'll be watching with the most keen of eyes as far as what this could mean or how the, what happens tonight and in some of these early games could affect things a couple weeks or even months from now when I use in the middle of Big Ten play? Well, you, you hit on one of them. I, I feel like over the last seven and a half months, I've either written or spoken the words four out, one in probably over a hundred times. And it's just actually seeing what that looks like on the court. You know, as you mentioned, we got a little bit of a taste of it in the Bahamas, but, um, you know, as we alluded to earlier, that the offense wasn't as well developed at that point. So what exactly does four out, one in mean? Um, how, how, much are they going to able be able to to push the ball in transition? So, sometimes that specific aspect is a little misleading against opponents like we'll see tonight, where you're able to successfully run more than you are in the Big Ten. But but those two things on the offensive end, and then, then on defense, um, you know, picking up full court that that's something they did in the Bahamas. I'm really interested to see it. I asked Rob Fennessy about it yesterday. Um, and he he re, restated that that is definitely a point of emphasis, as well as jumping passing lanes. It's just a completely different defensive philosophy, much more aggressive than what we saw from the pack line. So that's going to be fun to watch, too. So it, it's just a completely different style of play. So as you said, just after talking about it for so long, just to sit back in that seat and just kind of watch all this unfold is really interesting to me. It is almost surreal, Mike, when I listen to press conferences or – uh, the coaches show last night uh, to hear so many references about former IU players and coach Bob Knight. In fact, last night, I thought it was pretty neat. Randy Whitman was uh, live on location uh, to listen to Coach Woodson and Don Fisher during his first ever coaches show, and he got a lot of praise from Coach Woodson for the NBA opportunities that he helped uh, Coach Woodson have opportunities to get involved in. Uh, just, just such a different feeling, and I, I know I say this so many times on this show, no matter what we're talking about, that there hasn't been an official game played tonight, but there will be one played later this evening. And it, it is just so strange to hear and see so many former players back 
and in the fold. And to see Coach Bob Knight come to two or three things already, and the season hasn't even officially tipped off yet in Bloomington, there is really just a completely different feel. And I've spent a lot of time in the offseason when we had slower times talking about how different Coach Woodson seems to be with the media. Again, understanding that he hasn't had his first loss or victory yet. But there is just so much different as we get ready for tonight than what there was a year ago. It's really hard to believe in some ways. Yeah, it's a, it's a completely different vibe around the program. The, the players have mentioned that repeatedly. You know, as you suggested, the, the former players much more enthusiastic about what's going on. Uh, Coach Coach Knight obviously is becoming somewhat of a regular at this point. Um, but but as you said, I mean, if if they start losing games, that that vibe changes. It's just a natural thing at this point and at the mark of a new era that, that things are are positive and, and you know there's there's not much else you can point to to have a negative outlook. I, I, I'm sure if you went back four years and listened to your conversations, my conversations, any anybody's conversations, it was, it was a pretty positive thing at that point. But it but it is different. It is different in the sense that there's much more unity you know, in the program in terms of former players and things like that. There, there's also a little bit of a rally behind Woodson. I think, you know, if you looked back when he was hired seven and a half months ago, there, there was a lot of people that were like, are, are you are you sure about this one? I mean, this guy's an NBA guy. He doesn't have any college experience. He's never recruited. He, he's already answered a lot of the questions off the court. Now, now it's just a question of can he do it on the court, and then, so that's what we'll start figuring out tonight. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is my guest. We're talking IU basketball. Uh, Texter writes in, I think this is kind of funny, uh, feels like a dark cloud has lifted to me, like IU history is full circle again. Uh, I agree. There, there's some truth to that, and we'll see how this program progresses uh, moving forward. Mike, uh, I know that some of these early games are not going, going to necessarily, we don't think, be big challenges for IU. Uh, I expect that – I know we got a starting lineup announced for tonight, but I sure expect based on the level of competition, the fact that Coach Woodson's new, the fact that this is a fresh start, you would think for returning players you know, that had their roles maybe end up not what they hoped for at the end of last season. I think we'll see a lot of different lineups and a lot of different guys get playing time tonight in some of these early games, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I sure do. I mean, I think we'll see the real lineup and rotation next week when they play St. John's. I think these first two games, another point of interest for me is, you know, that we will see probably all 11 or 12 guys that are available and get to see, you know, guys like Anthony Leal and Christian Lander and Trey Galloway, how those guys come along. I think, you know, I asked Coach Woodson yesterday about how deep he's going to go in his rotation, you know, and it sounds like there's some tension there anywhere from seven to Ten. So some of these guys we won't see as the season progresses, but you know it will be interesting at least in these first two games to to see how those guys that we've you know been talking about and watching have come along here in the last year. And Mike, as we talked about the connection to IU, seems to be back in the groove again uh, with Coach Woodson getting ready to take the sideline tonight for his first game. I can't imagine the emotion, the feeling that he has. This isn't just a first game at a high-pressured Big Ten job where college basketball is king like IU. It's all that, plus this is where he played. This is where 
he had so many opportunities and cut his teeth for a career uh, so far that has been outstanding for him, uh, whether it be success-wise or financial, whatever, however you gauge that. He's had a great career because of some of the foundations that happened with Coach Knight in Bloomington. So I think we'd be remiss to not pause for a moment and think about what this opportunity is for him personally as he leads a program that he once played for in some, some of the glory years. Yeah, I think ultimately that really is the story tonight. I mean, I, I plan to be, you know, all eyes on him as he as he walks out of the tunnel for the first time, you know, both watching him and the, the crowd's reaction to them. And then after the game, you know, I'm sure I'll get beat to the punch, but that's my question. If, if given the opportunity is to, you know, just ask him about his emotions at that moment when he walked out and just, you know, how surreal it all has to be. He said yesterday he's going to have – you know, roughly 30 friends and family, and that doesn't count the, all the former players, as you suggested. It, it's just going to be the, the, the true story tonight, ultimately, is going to be, you know, Mike Woodson returning after all this time to, to coach Indiana basketball. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. He's with us Tuesdays to talk IU basketball and more. You can read his coverage at thedailyhoosier.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Daily underscore Hoosier. Mike, uh, again, happy college basketball day to you as well. Thanks for your addition to this program, and uh, look forward to continuing our conversations as the hoop season officially gets underway. Matt, thanks so much. I always enjoy it. Absolutely. Mike Schumann with us on Tuesdays as we take a look at IU basketball for tonight. Don't forget that game tonight. Obviously, we'll be live here on the Big X, the legendary voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, always with the call. Uh, my favorite thing to do is to get the TV on and to get Don Fisher's call on the Big X, and that'll make for a good opening night of college basketball. Six o'clock is the tip-off tonight at Assembly Hall, which means pregame coverage here on the Big X begins at 5 p.m. And also a texter writes, uh, I didn't know if you saw the video or not that was put out on the three-point shooting contest from Saturday night. I was kind of surprised how well Michael Durr shot his. He was in a three-way tie for second with Parker Stewart and I think Anthony Lill. Miller Kopp, of course, won that three-point shooting contest, and I did not see the video you're writing about. In fact, I'm not sure that I knew that Michael Durr participated in that, but that obviously is good news and I think just adds to the intrigue of seeing him get some minutes. I don't know that we're going to see him tonight, but he really could play in a reserve role, I believe, a big role for this IU basketball team. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Mike Pegram. More basketball, a little recruiting, and a little football still ahead. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Tuesday program. Mike Pegram, the founder of Pigs.com, is my guest. We'll talk more IU basketball and a little football 
in this segment as well. Mike, uh, you're kind of the guy to gauge uh, things with because you've been around all of this for so very long now as far as covering the Hoosiers on a daily basis and really the first guy out there years and years back providing internet coverage of IU and recruiting. So when we get ready for tonight, when when the doors open to Assembly Hall a little bit later this evening, um, compare Mike Woodson's uh, build-up, lead-up to his opening game uh, maybe going back to Archie Miller and Tom Crean and other IU coaches over the years, how do you gauge the excitement from fans as we head into the opening day of the season uh, because of what has happened in the offseason, the lead-up to this game? I think it's pretty high. I mean, it's uh, maybe higher because of two things, maybe three things. Three things. first thing is that he's kind of the first hire within the family, and uh He's brought Coach Knight more back into the uh, the fold and, and a lot of former players, one one thing. Second thing is he's recruited really well. He's bring, brought in some really key players, guys who are top 30, 30 35, and Jalen Huchifino and Tamar Bates, and that's built some excitement. And I think the Bahamas trip, playing really well and beating a, an older team uh, pretty convincingly in, in two, two times and the way they play really excited a lot of people. So uh, those three things I think have combined and, and also retaining Trace Jackson Davis and, and several other players has a lot of fans excited about this season. Mike, uh, I'm curious, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, we obviously have high, high expectations for him based on his career so far and based on what we've heard about him in the offseason. So when he takes the floor tonight for this Indiana team, in addition to being the leader and in many cases, many games likely the leading scorer and rebounder, what are going to be things you're watching for to see if Coach Woodson and the staff have been able to further develop his game and improve some of his shortcomings uh, that he's had the, the last year? Well, you want to see him finish a couple times, maybe with his right hand here early in the season. He's just so left-hand dominant. Um, of course, it'd be nice to see him hit a jumper or two to bring the defenses out of him so he can drive. He can actually handle the ball pretty well. So getting past guys um, is a lot easier when they're up on close on you. Those are two things. I think also you want to see if Indiana can play through him, uh, throw it down to him in the post, and if the defense collapses, whether he's capable of making the pass out for an open open look. Mike, and uh, I guess those are the things. Mike, I'm sorry I cut you off there. One of the other things I'm curious about is the point guard position. Uh, it sounds like, I think Rob Finnessy said this yesterday, that the, the team has been practicing at times with playing two and even three point guards on the floor together at the same time. I'm just kind of curious how all of that meshes together and what that looks like, and I think these opening games like tonight will give us a chance to see that and probably more importantly give the staff a chance to experiment with some of those things. Yeah, it makes sense for this team. Um, Xavier Johnson, I think, will be the main point guard, on it, but he has some size. That means he can play alongside a smaller guard or a little shorter guard like Rob uh, or, or even Christian Lander. So you can go with two point guards, and it's, it's always a luxury to do that because it's you know have more guys that can handle the ball really well and drive it and dish, the better. I mean, you've seen some outstanding teams through the year that the years that have had multiple point guards, and uh, can be opportunistic about uh, using them. Talking with Mike Pegram, the founder of the Peaks.com website. Mike, I do want to flip to football here as we close out today. Uh, yesterday it was uh, mentioned that uh, both Michael Penix and Jack Tuttle 
are set to return to practice. And, of course, it's been Donovan McCauley that has been the starting QB for IU the last two games. What could all this look like for IU this weekend against Rutgers? Could we see two, maybe even three quarterbacks be used so McCauley continues to get experience and see what Penix and Tuttle can do to finish off the year? Yeah, I still have a hard time seeing Michael Penix back out there, um, even though I know he's been throwing the ball. Jack Tuttle, um, but Michael made the trip last weekend and actually was thrown before the game, and, and people said it you know, looked like he was doing all right. Jack Tuttle hardly had a chance to show what he could do, um, but if he's able to throw a little bit, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play some. Um, but I, 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 Donovan McCauley, I think uh, they'll continue to play him, especially even if those guys are ready to have a different look with a, with a running quarterback. Uh, I think it'll make sense to, to allow him some also some extra practice time to, to develop, but uh, we'll see. Um, you know, just being able to take a few reps doesn't mean they're going to play. Mike, the Hoosiers football two and seven this year. We know what a disappointing season it has been, and uh, this week, really, instead of talking about the game on Saturday, it was more so: uh, has this season, can this season, will this season set the Hoosier football program back? And I'm going to ask. The question to you this way, what can IU do? Obviously, there are three games left, so three wins would be the ultimate. But what does IU need to do to finish the season in addition to trying to record some victories to finish the season on a better note than where things stand now, especially when you look to the future and what this season means or maybe doesn't mean to the program moving on? Well, I need to have some uh, offense. I mean, the offense has just been awful all season. And uh, just being able to throw the ball a little bit downfield and set some set the run up. Uh, now they have a chance now. These next two weekends aren't against the you know highly ranked teams, so maybe they can build some confidence with you know scoring twenty five, thirty five points or what have you. Uh, that would set a better tone for next season and build a little confidence. Um, you know, obviously, better offensive line play has been would be a huge for for the future. MikePegramPeaks.com. He joins us Tuesdays on the show. Mike, uh, happy college basketball tip-off day yeah. to you, and uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, look forward to it. Take care. Just a couple notes as we wrap things up today. Just out, Trace Jackson Davis has been named to the 2022 Naismith All-American Trophy Watch List or I should say the Naismith Trophy Watch List, which is named in honor of the inventor of basketball and given to the top collegiate basketball player at the conclusion of the season. So another big honor for him, uh, but it's kind of par for the course with what you expect for TJD as we get ready to tip this thing off. Also, I mentioned this yesterday. I had a couple people ask me about it. They said, you mentioned Sean East yesterday. A lot of people enjoy tracking Sean and his various journeys through college basketball. He's at John A. Logan Junior College in Illinois. We had his college coach on last week. That's also where Kobe Barnes of Floyd Central is at. But I mentioned this yesterday, and I wanted to mention it again. Sean East, in two games, he's averaging 21 points, seven rebounds, and six assists. Remember, he started his career at UMass. Then he went to Bradley last season where he almost averaged double figures there and on course for a JUCO All-American season, one of the writers put out on Twitter that follows 
uh, the junior college basketball scene. So that is very good news for him, of course, for Sean and Kobe and all those guys at Logan and in junior college basketball. This is a year for them to get re-recruited before going back to the Division One level. Uh, they had that extra year of eligibility, so why not use it to kind of get back in the recruiting process? And when you've got a team like Logan, I think I saw their two or three in the country in the latest JUCO poll out. Uh, they've had a couple wins so far this year. Uh, they're going to be a highly, highly watched team in the junior college basketball scene this season. So we'll keep an eye on Sean East, but really, really good things for him. That's going to wrap things up for this Monday edition of the program. Don't forget IU and Eastern Michigan tonight, 6 p.m., the tip-off, which means pregame coverage will begin with Don Fisher at 5 o'clock. Don't forget one of my favorite things is that pregame interview, Fish with Coach Woodson, even with Archie Miller, we'd find out a couple things maybe you hadn't heard elsewhere or hadn't seen elsewhere as far as health updates and other things like that. So that's always a very valuable part of the pregame coverage that begins at 5 o'clock today. And if you miss our show live, you can always find us as a podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. And we're so glad to have you with us. Send in your questions and comments as you watch the game tonight for tomorrow's show on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Enjoy the tip-off of IU and college basketball tonight. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.